I clearly remember I was in elementary school when they did the bag milk, and Ugh. there was like a big like meeting. <laughs> They're like, okay, here's how you here's how you drink bag milk. Welcome back. This is Headful of Hannibal, your Baltimore-based Fanable podcast. This is Amy. I'm Jen. And we have producer Justin. I'm with a mouthful of food, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, I did no, a little no, I'm a pro. <laughs> um, yeah, I did. I, I was not very prepared, which for some reason meant I baked today. Jen coming <laughs> over. So I made shoes were prepared. No. <laughs> I made shoe pan or Japanese salt bread, which are like crescent rolls that you put a chunk of, like a chunk, not a pad, a chunk of butter in the middle and then roll it up and the butter melts when you bake it and it gets all fluffy mm. and delicious. And Jen came through with a delicious cocktail called... We're calling it... Well, it's called the black and blue something I can't pronounce, so we're calling it a black and blue, but we'll have the link on there. It's like vodka and berries and lime juice and a little bit of seltzer. Yeah, it looks like a bruise. Yeah, it's delicious (laughs) and so appropriate. Thank you, Jen, because I was like, I have some soju and some beer. And oh, I found some Prosecco. That was it. Let's throw them all in a cup. Yeah. <laughs> something, something will come out. And it was like four kinds of beer, like one bottle of each. Um, yeah, it's been one of those weeks. But we managed to get it together and get together. Um, so we are here to talk about Hannibal Season 3, Episode 5, Contoro? I think that's how they put it in here. Mm. Con- contorni mm-hmm. in the Italian meal is a... Di- is a the section where you have side dishes, usually vegetable based. So I think by this point, they are no longer really tying yeah. the parts of the meals to the theme of the episode. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. No. But uh, <laughs> I looked it up because I was curious. Unless Jack Crawford is a side vegetable. <laughs> <laughs> no, here he's like the whole main dish. Um, some various things out and about that we've seen. I had reposted to our Twitter account, but the Historic Homes of Baltimore Instagram had been posting about the Garrett Jacobs Mansion, which is in downtown Baltimore. It's so hard not to say Garrett Jacobs. Hobbs, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, the Garrett Jacobs. (laughs) (laughs) And it is a really elaborate, gorgeous, I think it's like multiple buildings that were put together into a whole mansion. Can you tour it or... Mm, no. I, you know, they might open it at some time, but right now it's the engineers club. So I think you have to go to an engineers club event. Okay. Um, but on the Instagram, they do like a tour of the outside and a tour of the inside. Mm. And of course, it is elaborate and gorgeous and mm. fancy. And I don't know why somebody does not want to give me lots of money so I could live somewhere like that. <sighs> I always wanted to live in one of the apartments in downtown Baltimore where they were carved up out of those old row homes. Yeah. Well, I used to live in a sort of dilapidated brownstone that wasn't that had been carved up and then was well, you saw it, Amy. Mm -hmm. It was carved up and then uncarved up, but never brought back to what it should have been. Yeah, it was still kind of cool. I mean, it's an intimidating endeavor to try to yeah do it had a little all the way at the top of all of the steps that had this little weird like balcony part and apparently it was for when you had big parties Mm -hmm. you would have the people who could sing up there because it was built for the voices to carry wow um and i'd always known that because the friends i lived with who owned the house were like yeah that's what this was for I had a friend come over who was um, a classically trained opera singer. She lives in San Francisco and she came over one time. So we had her go up there and it was oh so awesome because like it, it worked. Yeah. Cool. And that wasn't even like, that was a big, huge home, but it wasn't like one of the super no. fancy ones. No, it was just a big ass home. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, when I have parties with opera singers. <laughs> You need a special place for them. I know. So their voice carries perfectly. <laughs> we they can stand up in the hallway upstairs. Having stood next to an opera singer singing, you don't need that much. Yeah. No, you don't. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Wait, we know what two people who were trained? Donna and Chris. Uh, Chris, I, I know a few others uh, through my violin teacher. Yeah. Oh yeah, you have more of the exposure to that crowd. A little bit more. Yeah. I just randomly know two people who studied that. 
Um, but yeah, so I will link to their Instagram. It's really cool if you want to look at some neat architecture that is now the Engineer Club in Baltimore, where I guess engineers get together and hobnob with the elite <laughs> engineers of Baltimore. There's like anything, anything fancy in Baltimore. I'm like, well, that's not my world. I'm watching that. The that strata age. of people who drive trains are just unattainable to us. <laughs> I'm watching that The Gilded Age show, uh-huh. which is done by the guy who did Down Abbey, but mm-hmm. it's about America, mm-hmm. New York, at the turn of like when the railroad moguls are coming yeah. up and everything, and they're building all those giant ass houses. And that's what it reminds me of. I think like you walk in and all the engineers will be like dressed in old timey <laughs> stuff. <laughs> monocles, monocles talking about building railroads. I've been watching a lot of pre-code uh, movies that are like a lot of them are set on Park Park Avenue for, for like society people. Mm-hmm. And it's a strange world that probably didn't exist like that, <laughs> yeah, but probably know. did, but more so. Yeah, It's wild though. I know I haven't watched that. I I do see the um, frock flicks posts come through where they're like talking about the costumes. But yeah, the costumes are gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. I should check it out. Um, next up, I had this link that I had saved. That so apparently there is a micro nation inside the city of Vilnius, Lithuania. <laughs> that I just realized. Oh, it's I'm not pronouncing this correctly. I do not know Lithuanian. Uz Uzupis. And it was a neighborhood in Vilnius, and some artist decided, I think it's like isolated because it's in the middle of the river mm-hmm. or something like that. And they decided it should be like its own little micronation founded on April 1st. And the meaning, the name is the meaning beyond the river in Lithuanian. Uzupis separated from the rest of the city by the Vanel River. The Republic celebrates its independence annually on the 1st of April, known locally as Uzupis Day. On this day, travelers can get their passports stamped as they cross the bridge into the Republic. Every other day, the border is not guarded. <laughs> Use the local unofficial currency and treat themselves to the beer that flows from the water spout in the main square. Yes, Aww. really. Um, and then the Constitution's 41 clauses, which they have translated into many, many, many different languages, <laughs> encapsulates the essence of Uzpis's ideals of free thought with points such as everyone has the right to die, but this is not an obligation. And everyone has the right to understand as well as confusingly, everyone has the right to understand nothing. Hmm. Even the Republic's pets are mentioned with clauses such as a dog has a right to be a dog. And a cat is not obliged to love its owner, but it must help in times of need. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> Uh, this is from a BBC article, and I'm going to link to their constitutions where you can see all the different clauses. It is very, it's very charming. And they were saying that like, it's now because it's been so popular that it's kind of gentrified and getting kind of expensive. And they're like, we don't want that to happen. We want this to be a neighborhood for people. Everybody can come and people can live here. But I thought it was really cool. And uh I was like, note to self, if I ever get to travel again, yeah. <laughs> I have to go there. That would be fun. Um, on the downer note, I think everybody's seen the notes about <sighs> the uh, the house that was Will's in the show is slated yeah. for demo because the, I think it was the province that it's in in Canada had taken control of the land from over eminent domain because they were thinking of constructing an airport Mm -hmm. and the family has been leasing right it ever since and then they um the the city decided to sell it to a developer and they are going to tear the house down and i guess develop the land and property which is just horrible fucking stupid it's so stupid and i mean we were there and i mean it's just sort of what, between two highways, kind of in the middle of nothing? Yeah, it's kind of rural. Like yeah. And, I mean, it's. I said it, it It. kind of reminds me of, like, what they've done here in Maryland, where all the, res- all the rural areas, mm-hmm. uh, if they're particularly in a, in a position that people can easily commute, yeah. they just buy up all the old farms when people can't afford to run them anymore and can't afford the taxes, mm-hmm. and then they... To turn great swaths of land into McMansions or big box stores or something yeah. awful. Um, but it was, I mean, <sighs> it was very nice to see people 
talking about like talking to the family and mm-hmm. talking about their experiences going there and yeah it was a really cool house i'm like it sucks apparently they even looked at trying to move it but it was too expensive oh um yeah moving houses is insane yeah um that's so sad mm-hmm. and i'm like why would this place not like i know sometimes developments will keep that keep the original house mm-hmm or like little plot of property and build everything around it. I'm like, why can't they just do that? So stupid. So what souvenir would you take from the demo? (laughs) I mean, it was really cool, but it's maybe, I don't know, because it's just like kind of a little cottagey house. Maybe a piece of the barn would. Yeah. The barn. Um, Like a brick out of the... um, out of the fireplace. Oh, yeah. Oh, that would be perfect. <laughs> Make a bull roar out of the uh, barn wood. Mm. Um, I think what they should do, since it's inevitable now, is just have a film crew up there to film it. Blow it up. And then you could use it for season four. Mm. Right? Metaphor. Mm-hmm. Go nuts, guys. <laughs> they should just let fans descend and just go at it with crowbars. Yeah. And just take what they want. They could actually probably raise a tens of dollars or loonies or whatever they have there. You could totally use that footage though. I mean, it's, it's so iconic and it's just, it's his safe little, uh, boat on the ocean. Right. Mm. So. He should just set it on fire. <laughs> that, oh, that would be fabulous looking. Um, sorry, chewing. I thought I was safe and had a minute. Um, I know sometimes fire departments will like do that if something's mm-hmm. slated for demo. Mm-hmm. It happened to a place. Um, my mom worked at a restaurant that was in an old uh, train station, train depot building. And after they shut it down, I don't know. I guess they were just like, well, we don't want to do anything else with this building, this random, no longer used little train station. Yeah, they use it for training, right? Yeah, fire, yeah. fire people training. So that's it, Brian Fuller. Get some camera yes. there. <laughs> Set that shit Set on, it fire. on fire. Use it. I go to Canada to watch that go down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so then I um, I wanted to mention that on Twitter, uh, Twitter user Apoptosis, I think is how she pronounces it, Jessica, mm-hmm. who lots of people probably know for her flower crowns that you can commission. Uh, she had been posting great links from her experiences at Fanable Fest. So she has some uh, some posts that include all the photos of the house and other stuff from the Fanable Fest weekends. And uh, she also currently, I was just telling Jen, I regret not signing up for it, is doing uh, sweatshirts monogrammed with a Hannibal design that she came up with. And so hopefully this first, first batch will go well and she'll open it up for more um, commissions. Mm-hmm. Next time I want to not screw around. <laughs> Not get one. She's got the coolest stuff because she, she does is. like the um the wiener dog, the uh, Nigel wiener, Nigel dog, wiener shirt. dog shirts, and like the um the plaid suit mm-hmm. stuff, or at least as close as we can get to it. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. But it was nice when all this stuff started to come out about the house. She made a point to repost her photos and threads so that you could see them, and they're very well done. Mm-hmm. For folks who didn't get to make it there, we're really sorry. There are still other cool locations around in Canada. We can go see the cliff or the roiling Atlantic. <laughs> we could go see the the hill over the shrubbery. The, the, the golf course. <laughs> Those folks are really cool too. The house was neat. Um, and lastly, I'm just putting in. Uh, I, I had to point out a tweet from the user Mads Muse. Mads Muse, yeah. Uh, where they said, my friend is on season two of Hannibal and asked me what the fall was. He keeps saying post fall. I responded, it's after they fall in love because there's no <laughs> way I was going to spoil that ending for him. Not technically wrong, but. <laughs> I can't believe he's been unspoiled. I know. I barely managed to be unspoiled and I watched the show right after it wrapped mm-hmm. up. Um, but I guess it's people who are just not in in the spaces right like if you're just not at all in it then you have no idea um so and then i sorry i forgot to put something in here but i wanted to point out uh kim who had been on our 
on the podcast. Oh, mm. God, that was a year ago. Mm-hmm. Wow. Had sent me a link to a older fic that they have really been enjoying called Odd Bodies by Toffee Cape. And Kim had sent it to me with the, I don't know if you ever read this, but it's really great. And I have not read it, Mm-mm. but now it's in my marked for later. Mm. So some folks, if you're looking for something, you know, people are still putting stuff out there, but there's so much content that the older stuff might not be getting seen. So maybe that'll be something people want to read. And I had one thing I meant to put in here, but I didn't have time. Um, it it's, was on Twitter that somebody found the the actual suit fabric of the red window pane, like mm. where they got it from and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you, you can't get it anymore. But it's this bespoke place in Scotland mm. that hand weaves all this like suit fabric. And so going to their site is kind of cool. But yeah, they, they only they only do certain runs. Yeah. And then that's it. So never when, again. When we get to back to Scotland for your belated <laughs> birthday celebration, yes. we will go there and be like, make it or else. <laughs> crazy Americans. <laughs> Who knows what we'll do? Crazy fanable. Yeah. What kind of craziness are we going to do? We're going to go drink some whiskey and scotch. <laughs> That's my level of crazy these days. Pass out on your lawn. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I know I haven't really been drinking, so it's entirely possible I would pass out on somebody's lawn. Um, okay, I think that was everything I had. Hmm. I haven't been like paying too much attention to stuff because I've been all like, oh, I'm winter hibernating. I mean, there was kerfluffle, but honestly, I don't want to get into it. There's always kerfuffle. Like, what the hell else are people going to do? We're all stuck inside. Can I just say that, like, you're valid, your desires are valid. Fuck the haters. That's it. That's all I gotta say. That is pretty much how we feel about things. (laughs) So we can go on to our recap Mm. of season three, episode Mm -hmm. five, Contorno. Which, <laughs> this opening with Chio, like, all the Chio and Will stuff in this, I am like, I feel like it just, like, Hannibal in this part seems like he's sort of mopey Hannibal who's making the best of it. So he's, like, artificially chipper and kind right. of offhand and stuff. So it's like Chio had to get in there to be the extra super deep part. That dialogue. But, holy crap. <laughs> When you haven't been watching Hannibal and you dip back into it, I'm like, this dialogue is insane. This makes no sense. <laughs> it's like you can't, I can't focus on any of the single words. I have to look at the whole yeah. picture. Well, in the beginning of it, with them on the train and it's dark and you see like the stuff sort of passing mm-hmm. in the back and there's these like close ups of their dark, you know, <laughs> barely lit barely faces. Barely lit faces. Um, I was like, this is so Twin Peaksy. To me, this is so like David Lynchian because mm-hmm. you can't really follow the dialogue and you just have to kind of sit back and let the the feeling of it mm-hmm. hit you and like be okay with that. Well, and it's the I, I feel like they don't really I like Chiu, but I feel like she's a Oh, not a problematic character, but like a really random one because they sort of explain how she knows Hannibal. But when you look at him, like the age difference doesn't make sense. And yeah, all that stu- I mean, that feels like something that really <sighs> is very embedded in the time and place that the um, that the books were written in mm-hmm. and set in. And it doesn't really translate. Yeah, now quite as much. Yeah, I know Brian Fuller has said if they had the time and the money mm-hmm. that one of the things he would really want to do first was expand her storyline mm-hmm. and character. Yeah, and he regrets that he wasn't able to do that because yeah. it so, is the kind of thing like what made this person tie herself to yeah. this other person. Yeah. Um, and also like the background of like what. What does somebody go through or what position are they in to have that happen? Right. So, um, but I did note that, like, you know, Will totally set her up to be in the same position that he Mm -hmm. was in with Hannibal. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's just, I like seeing that kind of vicious side of Will, but he doesn't have quite the same flair and, and 
ability to it that Hannibal does? Well, not there. I mean, I think when he's performing for Hannibal, he does, mm-hmm. which is kind of an interesting, uh, like, to put one against the other. Like, mm-hmm. here's Will with her. And then, like, yeah, when he's with Hannibal, you know, the, the salmon shirt of seduction comes out. That's <laughs> <laughs> their title. The salmon shirt of seduction. Does anybody have a pet yet? <laughs> No, it's a thing. I didn't key that term. Well, that is part of our fandom. <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever seen it. But yeah, he's much more subdued. Thanks, Justin, for your many writing implements. Um, and it's interesting. I mean, for what dialogue you can understand between the two of them, that she's like, oh, you're afraid you're going to turn into him. Mm. And he's like, yeah. I mean, you do get that confession from yeah. Will, who would probably never confess that directly to Hannibal. Has he said it to anybody else in the show? I don't think so. Mm. He usually doesn't answer direct questions. Yeah. That's his thing. Ooh. If there's um, disturbing noises in the background, it is super windy here. And it's making Aww. Ranger very upset. Poor Ranger. We gave him some calm doggy brain meds. Got a Penton. Thank you. I like the name. That's good. Um, <laughs> sorry. Medical advertisement. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Sponsored by Gamma Penton. <laughs> is your dog too loud? <laughs> yes. Yes, he is. Um, yeah, I guess like nobody's ever... No, I feel like there's something in season two. Mm. Maybe if I... Maybe if we did these closer together. I don't think so, but maybe. I don't know. I remember. We're just going to let the dog go. I did. One thing I did notice really watching this was the, like, I feel like there was almost no attempt to make the train scenes look realistic. Mm -hmm. Like the, the landscape going by outside, Mm -hmm. it looks like you would see in an old film where Mm -hmm. it's like, obviously a movie going by or something. I just like that. They're like, we're not trying to make this. Yeah. It's so, so stylized, Mm -hmm. like all the close-ups, those really cool, you know, like the quarter running through the phone booth mm-hmm. later on and all that kind of stuff. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was very, the beginning of this is just very Twin Peaksy. Like you almost expect like that giant man to just show up and say something really <laughs> weird to both of them. And everybody be like, okay, it's the Hannibal verse. <laughs> Somebody starts talking backwards. You're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Makes sense. That works. Um, next it's Bedelia and Hannibal hanging out. It, it, half clothed, half eating clothed. charcuterie. Say, oh, God, every time she puts a piece of food in her mouth, I want to barf. <laughs> just the way she does it. And I'm like, God, you all are talking about, you look like you just had sex and now you're having a snack and you're fucking talking about Will. I know. She's the one that brought it up in that, too. Yes. Was, yeah. She's like, well, well she's like, I might as well because I know what's on his mind all the time. <laughs> Let's Jesus. see what really gets him going. <laughs> and then we've got. Which I really like this scene, Jack and Florence mm. with Bella's ashes in the ring. And wow. I just like that idea of he's like, there is nothing tying me down to this world anymore. And I also was like, would people, I wonder if people do that in Italy. Like, can you go across a bridge and somebody in Florence is like tipping somebody? Oh, I'm sure they know. Yeah. I'm sure they do. I mean, that the Ponte Vecchio is a really famous bridge. Mm. Um yeah, I'm sure they do. Like, they do it in Disney World, for God's sake. Hey, don't you have to sneak to it in Disney World? Yeah, but they do. Mm. Especially the Haunted Mansion, apparently, is a big place. It's, like, covered with dead people ashes inside. They do dust. <laughs> you mean they put more dust in there? Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> Be like, well, they're just going to get vacuumed up again, so why are you doing this? Your loved one is now in a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for eternity. There you go. In the Florida Everglades somewhere. Um, and then we're seeing Potsy again, who is just, I kind of wondered if, I mean, Hannibal doesn't want to get caught. I think he particularly does not like Potsy's like motivations. Right. Because he's not motivation motivated by anything that Hannibal would find to be I don't know, worthy or noble. It's all. Yeah, he's a completely dishonorable person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had just all his own glory and the money. 
And then tie that to the fact that Hannibal can make this big historical statement about <laughs> his entire family. It's like, it's been shit. Yeah, like, I, he couldn't resist. But it's... It's just the contrast between him and Jack, like... Jack feels like he has a sort of greater cause. Mm-hmm. Like, it is technically his job, but at this point, it's become, like, a mission. And Potsy's just like, mm, I, I don't want to, I was disgraced, and now I want people to think well of me, and I would also really like all this money. He's so dumb. Because he so underestimates Hannibal, too. He's just like, oh, my God. When, when Alana's like, oh, Dude. you're gonna, oh, <laughs> and he's like, now it's gonna be fine. And I'm like, what the... Uh, yeah. Um, uh-huh. Which Alana, this is like the new improved Alana. Yeah. I love her. And uh, I-, I don't know how like the entire fucking FBI and Alana is the one who's like, you just track him through his tape. You just track him through what he's doing. Because she's a psychiatrist. <laughs> she's been on the inside. She's been beyond the veil. She knows. <laughs> I don't know that she was. <laughs> no. I feel bad for her having to align herself with Mason. Mm-hmm. His little digs at her are hysterical. Uh, I know. We get the, the great line spitters or quitters. <laughs> on late night NBC. <laughs> and just the look on her face of like, fuck, dude. She's got to put up with it from everybody. Because like Hannibal like takes digs at her too. Oh, yeah. Later on, it's so funny. It's like, oh, no. Like this woman who wanted something and and went for it mm-hmm. like and then you fucking tried to destroy her like <laughs> don't be such a bitch about it Hannibal yeah. um pardon me I'm looking at my notes here oh uh, yeah we're back to the Potsy and Hannibal when Potsy like shows I'm like what does this dude think he's doing does he really th- does he really think <laughs> is this, are you talking about this is the first time he shows up the first time he okay. shows up when so he not when he right tries to get the fingerprints right yeah. when he shows up to just do the like hey i'm looking into the people that were your predecessors who all disappeared it's kind of weird and i'm like why are you like why are you showing your face to this man he's so dumb he's so dumb as a total aside, I have to say, I, I appreciate that they're doing, like, Italian gentry suits on Hannibal, but I hate a double-breasted suit on Mads Mikkelsen. I hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. I can't really tell the difference between the two, but is it the one, is double-breasted the kind that makes you look a lot broader? Yeah. 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 I, I think- just don't, I, I mean, I, he still looks fabulous, but um, I just don't like that cut on him. The like the lapels are higher mm-hmm. and then the like the double breasted buttons make him look like just disproportionate yeah. for me it doesn't work i've really from hannibal and then on into uh, like a lot of the uh, k dramas and stuff i'm mm-hmm. like i really like a slim yes. slim profile yeah on a suit and now when i look at the the boxier versions unless it's something that's really referencing sort of like a historical look or something like that right well they did it because it's like it is classic italian Mm -hmm. suit like that's why they did it i get it Mm -hmm. but i much prefer like a like a long line british Mm kind of yeah and the um the boxier stuff to me just looks sort of like my first suit. Like I got a suit and I don't know anything and I didn't get it. Ta- you know, maybe part of it is, is like, it's very, it also seems kind of eighties to me. Like there's something like about that broad shoulder thing that feels very eighties that I don't like. So I think it was New Year's Eve. Maybe we watched the first Kingsman movie. Mm-hmm. Cause I told you I'd never, I'd asked oh, you, you about oh, you the, saw it? Yeah. So oh. we saw the first one. <laughs> <laughs> talking about good suits yes and i was saying to i did say to justin that watching i can't remember anybody's names mm-hmm. watching what's his face the older guy I, oh like, oh colin firth colin firth in one of the in his suit and everything mm-hmm. and then the young guy edgerton i can't remember yeah. his first name i was like the kid looks good but man colin firth wears that shit like it just 
with somebody with like the maturity, like and the mm-hmm. polish to mm-hmm. wear it. I mean, you can be wearing the suit that is fitted beautifully mm-hmm. and everything, but when you have that sort of attitude that goes with it, it is so different. Yeah. Pride and Prejudice, Colin Firth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do want to watch the the rest of those, but yeah, I suggested it and it was, I was like, this is bananas. It is so crazy over the top. Is that the one where he goes in the church? Or is that the second? I think that's the second okay. one. Never mind them. Because this one's all like the training montage and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Um, like, oh, I want a suit. But then we, but before that, we have Hannibal in his uh, Euro trash shirt. <laughs> He's like, do do do, play piano, wear my stupid shirt. It's the worst. Which it's like Euro trash Hannibal with his like side sweat bangs and everything. <laughs> I'm just like, what? I don't even understand what's happening anymore. Ugh. Um. Oh, and then <laughs> the train scene where she pushes him off the top of the train. That was so fucking funny. And I'm like, does he walk the rest of the way to Italy? Like, <laughs> like she just flips him. I'm like, where are they? What? What? How did he get anywhere? Poor Will is getting Poor Will. beat up at every turn. Does everybody lay into him at some point? Poor guy. Yeah, that whole train situation. <laughs> It's just, it's almost like it's happening on some sort of like astral, surreal <laughs> realm compared to the rest of the episode. You just yes. gotta go with it. It's sort of suspended out of time. Yeah. Oh, pardon me for a second. Hey, bud, come here. Come on, it's okay. Oh, yeah. Yes. Ranger must must rail against the elements. His talking part is cute. He's like, rrr, 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 rrr. He's like, don't touch me, you suck. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you get Alana warning Potsy about Hannibal. Oh, that's the scene where she's when she just, calls. Yeah, and I just lo- uh, like when. Well, first she's like talking about him to Hannibal, and then Potsy shows up, and as I said, like Hannibal had laid out a meal for him, mm-hmm. and. It's just the thing, you're like, this dude just doesn't have any nope. chance nope. at he all. He thinks he does, but he is not. Like, it isn't even a fight. It's Mm-mm. like a total ambush. No. And I love that they kept the his phone ringing in there from the book when Clarice calls, because that's mm. the original thing, is that Clarice calls and hears Hannibal for the first time. I love that they kept that in there with Alana. <laughs> Because, I mean, it's got to be fucking chilling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and to be like, yeah, to know, like, I would assume that Hannibal probably would be like, she's trying to do something. But to know that he now knows and that mm-hmm. you're in collusion with Mason. Yeah. Totally yep. Yep. Yeah. Like, it sets up all this great stuff. And the, um, I did like the stuff, like, when Hannibal was at the piano and he's talking about... You know, he had figured out what was up when Posse, they don't show, you know, like he knows that the police would not be screwing around. They mm-hmm. would, they would be taking the first opportunity they had. So for yeah. him showing up is obviously the fact that he's become, you know, mm-hmm. something desirable for all these unscrupulous folks, mm-hmm. which I think just pisses him off even more. Yeah. It's like, I feel like with Hannibal, he doesn't like the cops, but he understands what they're doing mm-hmm. and all these other opportunistic. They're like bottom feeders or something. Absolutely. Well, I, I mean, he knows that about, you know, the systems. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. Fuck the systems. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Posse's there to like try to get a print. Mm-hmm. And like Hannibal's just leaving them on everything. They're on everything. They're on his phone. They're, I'm watching him push the dolly mm-hmm. and he's like holding it with his, mm-hmm. like he d- hadn't put any gloves yeah. on before he did anything. He's heartbroken. He doesn't give a fuck. No. <laughs> fuck this shit. <laughs> He's like, I want to feel something. Somebody. Well, and I did note that, like, this really angry Hannibal is much, like, again, much more chipper. Like, he's got that little zest. Yeah. Well, I always loved Mad's um, quote about Hannibal being a happy little duckling. Yes. (laughs) 
when he's when it's like laid out in front of him when he's like this is the thing i have to do he's mm-hmm. like oh yay yeah, he's just you know happy he's in his element having a good time Ellen, making illusions yeah. historical illusions like you know like matt says if like will had never come across his path he would just kept on kept on killing and being happy <laughs> but he needed that exquisite pain of meeting will i know <laughs> The Potsy de- Oh, God, that was so gross. I'm surprised I actually watched it again this time, because I remember the first time being like, nah. Bows in or bows out. Yep. Yeah. Like, what a fucking terrible way to die. <laughs> Not that any way anybody has died in this is good, but that's just... As his ancestors before him, yes. And then... Jack shows up. Jack walks in just at the right moment. Can you imagine rolling into like that plaza and seeing that and being like, well, here we go. (laughs) And I like that, you know, Jack has taken tips from Hannibal when he rolls in in his bare feet or in his, in his socks. Mm. And I just love watching Hannibal get that beat down. Oh, it's so great. And I mean, and Jack is just... He's just wailing away on him. And using, like, all the stuff around him. And- yes. Well, I, you know, when I was watching that last night, I was like, it's so great because they're both such... They have a history of being such physical actors. Mm-hmm. So you're getting to see, like, Morpheus <laughs> fight uh, what's uh, Le Chiff from, mm-hmm. you know? Like, mm-hmm. they they have such a history of, like these scenes where they beat the shit out of people and to see him go at it with each other is just fabulous. Sorry, something popped into my head that popped right back out again. Um, <laughs> boop. Yeah, that's kind of like my brain lately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't remember what it was, but... And Hannibal, I, I mean, Hannibal almost seems like he's kind of like... He wants, like I said, he wants to feel something real. Mm-hmm. And he almost feels like he's like enjoying the process. Well, and I put in my notes, I'm like, it feels like Hannibal recognizes Jack as an actual like formidable enemy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and the fact that like Jack goes there and does his work face to face, like Mason yeah. wants Hannibal, but works through other people. And Jack is like, fuck you. Yeah. I'm here to do this. Let's do it. And Hannibal's trying to, like, you know, goad him about Bella. Well, mm-hmm. at the same time, I do think he she's the only person he really respects mm-hmm. other than Will. Um, but, yeah, like, the, I think the fact that Jack, like, shows up. And I wonder, too, like, so after this scene, after this had happened, if Jack decided to just not pursue Hannibal like, mm. I feel like maybe Hannibal would have left him alone. Right. Like, he got it out of his system. Mm-hmm. And we also get the Maz Mickelson uh, nose twitch mm. in this. The little lip <laughs> open mouth <laughs> nose twitch. <laughs> yeah. That is great. <laughs> but it, and it, I actually noticed in this, I feel like they costumed Jack a little lighter. Like, when, and all the stuff when mm. he's working for the FBI, he's, mm-hmm. they, they, his suits and everything make him look really big. Yeah. And he looks much, not much smaller, but like sort of like a little bit lighter and more limber. Mm-hmm. And God, imagining having to do this fight scene like in a suit jacket. <laughs> well, I remember they were saying about not this fight scene, but the kitchen fight scene. Mm-hmm. Maz was like, yeah, we did like, you know, 11, 12 hours. We had fun. And then the next day we realized, holy shit, we're both over 50. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what are we what, thinking? What are we doing? Uh, but yeah, it's. I felt like that was a very, very cathartic. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even... I remember seeing it for the first time and thinking I didn't know that I needed to see... Hannibal just get beat down so <laughs> but it's no fun when you're when your antagonist villain protagonist whatever is almost the op- magical yeah like I mean and Hannibal is like that but mm-hmm. you do want to see him not necessarily brought low but kind of in check occasionally yeah, yeah. and I think in some ways Will has done that uh, more in like a mental way, mm-hmm. like the mind games, mm-hmm. but Jack is the one who brings the physical aspect of it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's kind of like, you know, he's our proxy for every time, you know, 
that Hannibal's hurt mm-hmm. somebody who I don't. Well, I think of the only person who didn't really deserve anything was Abigail and Alana. But Bev. Oh yeah, that was all for Bev. <laughs> totally all for Bev. <laughs> oh, so that was that. It was a great scene, or a great episode yes i think next one is the uh trying to eat will's brain episode yes so they get progressively better from here um there's the will's brain and then there's my favorite episode yes excluding the enders of course but the muskrat farm episode i'm so excited (laughs) to talk about it again Let me know if there's any particular talking points you want me to pay attention to on my rewatch beforehand. I think, yeah, what I want to do is dig back into the the live Twitter feed that was going on for that one. And I don't know how we can do it or if anybody has saved them because, like, Aaron Abrams' tweets from that night were fucking hysterical. <laughs> well, I did. Oh, that reminds me. I should go look through the... um the meta filter thread that was like the watch thread. Mm -hmm. And I think I somehow petered out watching it as they were fast approaching the season two finale, like literally the day of, and it was just the feeling of, Oh, these people have no idea what's going on. (laughs) So I bet that's still accessible. Oh yeah. I know people have saved it, but yeah, I, I think I just remember one that he tweeted like before the right before the episode aired that night. It was like, uh, God, I can't remember exactly what he said, but he was just like, "Put your raincoats on, <laughs> all sorts of bloody and other stuff." Yeah, <laughs> Baby pig people. Uh, <laughs> that was, uh, yeah, I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> Mel- milking Mason Verger with the cattle prod. Uh, <laughs> Justin hasn't seen the episode. You haven't seen it. Oh, Justin. Justin <laughs> hasn't seen most of Hannibal. He's just heard it all. If I recommend any episode, <laughs> it is the Verger farm. Hey, it is the Naked Man. We should have just started right there. <laughs> Justin, I'm going to show you this episode no context at all in this, what we're watching. Well, I did see most of the most of the, the first time you watched it through with no context. I hear like some weird commotion <laughs> sound-wise, and I'll come down like, what the hell is going on? And like, I would watch, and I would not receive any explanation that was any better. <laughs> it's like my explanations haven't gotten any, any better as I try to like explain to Justin what drama I'm currently watching. I'm like, well, there's six threads of plot going uh, on. Let me try to explain them. I've been watching arty movies from Mubi, and that... And that's just not going to become clear. Anything I explain from that. (laughs) You kind of give me like a scene encapsulation. Yeah. So, well, we're almost there, Jen. We're getting to your favorite episode. (laughs) We're going to do our best. Mm -hmm. Um, So for Rex, I put on here that neither Jen nor I would recommend House Gucci. (laughs) (laughs) Stay far away from it. I don't care if you love Lady Gaga. You really don't need to see. Or Adam Gucci. Driver. Or Adam Driver. No, you don't need to sit through that. What a fucking hot mess. It was really bad. It was... Uh, it just felt like a like wasted. And it wasn't... Yeah. It wasn't weird enough to be entertaining. Right. Like, it wasn't a bad movie that's an entertaining bad movie. Mm-hmm. It was just boring. You had no idea... Like, what the point was. You didn't care about anybody. It was terrible. I felt like it needed a framing of, like, they just tell it as, like, a straight through plot. Mm -hmm. And, it, you know, a lot of times stuff like that is, you know, it would have been framed as almost like uh, somebody doing a documentary Mm -hmm. of what's her face. So Mm -hmm. you get the flashbacks. Right. Um. But you have you're just this sort of impassive, disinterested outsider. So yeah. you have no in into what was happening. Yeah. And then there's not enough like fashion. It's not like it's ooh, this is the fashion world or anything. It's it's more about like family business going on. And it yeah. So I did learn because Selma Hayek's in it as mm. this crazy cat lady tarot reader who helps psychic something psychic who's who helps um assassinate 
the guy mm. who dies in it, who I don't even remember their names. <laughs> Somebody know. Gucci. I don't know. Adam Driver Gucci. <laughs> who dies. <laughs> I need the key. Think of my Gucci burned. <laughs> um, her family owns a whole bunch of high fashion lines and owns Gucci, I think, now. Because the Hayek does? Yeah, her, her husband's family. Mm. Yeah, because it, so like, it was like sold to a conglomerate or something. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay. I, I don't. Mm-mm. I don't understand fashion in the level of like those big, big, like established names. Like I um, like it in sort of a. Like, I like seeing some of the sort of weird stuff that comes mm-hmm. out and the conceptual things or like that, because um, we follow the attire's mind mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Facebook and he'll really find, you know, these like young yeah. designers or very like conceptual stuff. And that's fun to see. But I will say since I mean, we're talking about House of Gucci and how bad it is. Like, if you want to watch something about fashion, that's interesting. The Alexander McQueen documentary um, that I think is on um amazon Mm -hmm. is really really good and there is also one on andre leon tally that was filmed in 2019 Mm -hmm. um that is really fabulous so i would recommend those two things (laughs) i will look them up and add them to our show notes yes um but i mean for nothing else it was i'm glad i got to watch it like we didn't see it at theater we were like with friends and we could yell at the tv and yeah i'm, like, yeah, I'm really glad we did not go to the theater because i have, have hardly ever walked out of a theater i'll sit through anything but i probably would have walked out of that yeah i'd be like yeah i gotta move up my beer and snack uh, agenda yeah like let's go to a restaurant <laughs> um oh i do miss that about going out to movies yeah. is like the movie uh, rehash afterwards over drinks and snacks. Hey, but the new uh, when I saw Meredith last night, she was talking about the trailers for the new Doctor Strange. Oh yeah, which is Matt in it in some context? I don't know. I've heard rumblings of maybe, but I'm sure if anything, they'll just use it as like you know, I don't know, some little blip yeah he's like in it in it or some like older footage that they work or something the big news about that is that they're probably bringing the illuminati in um (laughs) because it's not confusing enough (laughs) but for comics fans that's a big deal because the illuminati one of its main members is professor x Mm -hmm. so slowly bringing all the threads together which and you can hear patrick stewart's voice in the trailer. Oh. So not only are they bringing Professor X in with the Illuminati, it's apparently going to be Patrick Stewart. Ooh. So. I will have to. I'm excited. Pardon me for a second. Is everything going okay, Justin? Yeah, just power <laughs> supply thing. It's okay. fine. Uh-oh. Like, are we recording this? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, I haven't really paid much attention to what's going on with mm-hmm. Marvel. I've been watching the TV shows and we went and saw Shang-Chi, mm-hmm. which I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Glad I saw it in theater. Um, but I haven't really paid attention to what's upcoming in the new. Yeah. Yeah. I skipped a couple. I skipped Spider-Man. Yeah. I watched, Eternals. I watched Eternals. And then I had like, I had a whole like conversation with Eugenia about it. <laughs> because it was kind of meh. Yeah. But. Um, I'm trying to like, I don't really, I, don't, I feel like I don't have anything I have super gotten into, but, um, I have like some of the dramas I've watched recently. So even though, like I said, the Bogusal a Thousand Years of Man Pain, <laughs> which was just, they really need to retitle it that. Yes. Which was just like incomprehensible you know, back and forth of historical stuff and immortal monster people, but the best fucking villain I think I have ever seen. He's pretty fabulous. In a K-drama. I, I was rooting for him all the way. I, cannot, I was like, kill all these idiots I around know, you. No, I cannot remember <laughs> his name or the actor's name. I just remember the actor's also in um, The Silent Sea. I mean, immediate. I'd never seen him in anything else. I was like, oh, done. Immediate fan. That first, the first suit he wears when you see him in the restaurant with the, like, the silk tie thing and the Uh high neck, I was like, as soon as I saw this, this, all my money's on you, dude. This character who is like this immortal sort of like 
almost vampire, but not restricted to the nighttime. Right. They're very vampire-y. Yeah. They drink blood. They're and immortal. he is, you know, meets up with this other guy in a restaurant. And then his counterpart is this guy who's basically been fucking moping <laughs> for a thousand years. <laughs> Centuries. And hasn't learned a thing. Hasn't learned a goddamn thing. <laughs> Walks around wearing clothes like covered in blood because God forbid he do any laundry. <laughs> and this other dude lives in. I I have a feeling that the house that they used was actually in like maybe a maybe some kind of small museum or something. Oh, the more modern. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And he, this scene, he's like they meet at a restaurant, and he's wearing a suit with this like more of a blouse than a shirt with this like yeah, it's a blouse with yeah. like a <laughs> scarf, pussy bow kind yes. of neckline, yeah. and and I was like, oh, yeah. oh, Jen has to see this. <laughs> yep, and you know me well. <laughs> and he wears. I think he also has like a floral suit that mm-hmm, he wears. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's great. So yeah, it's. B-U-L-G-A-L-S-A-L. If anybody wants to watch a 16-episode show that's sort of like, I don't know what's happening, but there's monsters and fighting and faded relationships. <laughs> I also loved, like, I, the traditional, I guess, I'm guessing they're traditional, like, Korean monster lore mm. that they brought in. And they had these monsters that were called, like, the monster who kills somebody on the 30th day um, when it's raining and he's sweating yeah. really hard. <laughs> like, okay. <You're> very specific. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of the, I think the monsters were, are from folklore, but I don't think the Bogosal is really. Is some it, people is a folklore were, person? I saw some people were like, I hadn't really heard of that. Yeah. Huh. So they might have used it. Because I, as I was watching, I was like, wow, it'd be really cool if like, um, Irish TV did a version of this mm. and picked up like all of the Irish lore, yeah. like monsters and it, that which reminds me of the book. Um, have you ever read it's Cecilia Thorne Dart's Ill Made Mute series? Mm-hmm. It is a three part series that is you pulls a lot from I feel like British, Irish, and Scandinavian folklore mm-hmm. and, um, and also sort of fairy world folklore stuff. And so there was a lot. Like, I remember there's... Um, is it a... No, not a puka. What are the ones that were horses where you would sit on them and then <laughs> they'd... Puka. Uh, a puka. Suck yeah. you into the... Yeah. The, yeah, the, horse, there was the weird horse demon things? Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of that stuff going on. Ooh. It was a good series. It has sort of an ambiguous ending, and I kind of hate ambiguous endings, mm-hmm. except that the author on her website was like, so you want to know how I think it ended? <laughs> and her she her view was what I wanted, nice. so I took that as canon. I was <laughs> like, good. thanks, lady. Um, yeah, watch that. Jen and I had a, a lively discussion about the Korean movie that just came out called Love and Leashes, which I found extraordinarily charming. Oh, it's so cute. It was so cute. It is about two co-workers with very similar names, and she accidentally receives a package for him, and it is a dog collar and leash. <laughs> with his name on it? or I his, think it's like a nickname or something. His nickname on it, yeah. And uh, he seems to think that maybe she's in the scene and asks her to be his dom, and I didn't realize it was a movie at first, so I'm watching this going, this is on TV in Korea. <laughs> <laughs> it was happening really quickly too. Yeah, like, yeah, like everything's progressing. I know. Like, like and suddenly he's in a ball gag, and I'm like, "Excuse me." <laughs> but they stuck to like the sort of rule of Korean television of like, there's no nudity, there's really no sex, there's one kissing scene, like that's it. But they're still able to sort of like explore these two people trying to figure out like what they really want. Yeah. And don't really know. So yeah. I thought it was like really sweet. And they do like, I was watching it being like, how's this gonna go? Oh, they have a contract. Okay. Oh, coming up with a safe word. Like, yeah, she goes right to the internet, like on yeah. day one. Yeah. And it shows her like practicing and trying things out and asking for advice and all this stuff. And I did, I told some people about it. And I was like, content warning, there is a secondary character who goes on a date with somebody. Mm-hmm. And um, he, you know, he, they don't, he does not sit down and be like, so what do we want to do? And immediately, like, tries to put her in these positions, mm-hmm. she doesn't want to be in and it comes out okay. Um, but yeah, so if you're looking for like, two hours of kind of fun, I thought it was really cute. Yeah, I mean, there is like, let's see, 
there's the dog, the puppy play. <laughs> there's so worse. Which set my dog off. <laughs> there's candles. There's the wax uh-huh. candles. She flogs them. Uh-huh. There's the high heel. They just really try a lot. They're just uh-huh. like, maybe this is what we want. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe this is what we want. <laughs> yeah. And just the, like, kind of just humiliation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in that whole scene in the office, which was great. She just goes off. And it's, they are also are, are rolling in definitely some commentary about, um, what's happening for women in South Korea and yeah. the feminist movement and the public reaction to feminists, which is very negative there. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could tell they like had an agenda behind it as well. Like in the beginning, there's a discussion in their office about, having some guy on the show because he's made homophobic comments in the press and they're like you know you can't do that we can't have this guy on here and of course their boss is like a misogynist asshole he's like i don't care it's no big deal and i thought that was really interesting that they're even having that conversation on a south korean show so yeah but it was good it's on netflix um but i feel like that's all i've Mm-hmm. I've really been. That's good stuff. Lately. I've got some books, but I haven't quite dug into them yet. So, well, there was that tarot book that I went through that I, tarot it's a tarot cookbook. And I do not know if uh, the tarot is legit in any of it, but some of the recipes look really tasty. <laughs> it was a little like some of the tarot was a little far fetched, mm-hmm. but it was cute. And, uh, and the illustrations are really great. Mm-hmm. Do you draw cards for your dinner? You can. Oh, yeah. see, they, they, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, angle. they do say you could use. I think that you can use a deck and pull cards and then make stuff from it. Mm. Or if you're trying to, they highlight ingredients with certain properties um, or stuff like that. So, mm. yeah, I think you can. But it's got, of course, sort of groovy art to it. I mean, it's it does. Be- the artwork's pretty. It's beautifully laid out. Yeah. Um, Justin, do you have any recommendations? Uh. Go to your library and see what video subscription services they have. I'm in love with Mubi, which is like the art house uh, subscription service. Mm. So I've been watching a lot of super pretentious stuff and loving the hell out of it. Oh, and I – not a recommendation because I haven't used it, but I just forgot the name of both of them again. The services where if you want to get audiobooks or buy books that are not Amazon or Audibles. Um, just cut this out. I can't remember the name, so I don't want to look it up. <laughs> Word. I know. I'm like, I don't know why I can't remember them. I don't know if I'm hitting the age where I am like, some stuff just doesn't stick anymore. Everything's a Nintendo. Everything is a Nintendo. There's a, a tweet I was reading Justin last night where about getting to the age when like people who are older just they learned about VCRs and after that anything that like records TV <laughs> is just a VCR and so so it was like saying yeah the computer that I use in my pocket we all collectively decided to call it a phone. <laughs> and it's always going to be a phone. It'll never be anything but a phone. And then someone's like, I'm sending this for my Nintendo. <laughs> it was just like the, the places when you're like, I am done with technology. Yeah. Everything's going to be what I know. Right. Oh, my God. And I'm, as we had a that message discussion, I'm not really into the, um, I'm too old to learn new things. Kids get off yeah. my lawn. But yeah. there is the point when you're like, my brain just cannot take any more of this. Yeah. And people talking about, you know, someone was like, TikTok, I got off at Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm out. I know. I cannot. I tried to be out, but TikTok pulled me in. Well, you curate it for me, and I appreciate (laughs) that. Jen sends me only the best. Only the best TikToks. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, because if I get on there, it's over. Yeah. It's It's a time waster for sure. Yeah. Totally over. So I think that's it. Mm-hmm. For today, um, you can visit us at headfullofhannibal.com, headfullofhannibal on Tumblr and Instagram, and headfullofhanny on Twitter, or you can email us at headfullofhannibal at gmail.com if you want to yell at us about anything. You know we're on Facebook, too. We don't have that on there, do we? I guess because I never did the Facebook. That was oh, yeah. like your domain. We keep getting people liking us. Please like us on Facebook. <laughs> it's all We never post. I do. Oh, you do? Yeah, I keep up with all the episodes. Oh, thank you. 
this is why I don't do you know that was my thing Facebook I was like I cannot no I know I it well, just, I don't it just keep occurred up. to me I post our episodes to Tumblr but I don't like I'm not active on Tumblr anymore I still have them both yeah but I'm not either it's just really my capacity for how much I can take in yeah kind of hits a limit yeah um, oh Momcat has entered the chat <laughs> So, which is like the, please get off, quit recording, and pay attention to me. <laughs> that was for... Squeeze her harder. Momcat! <laughs> we are not having an episode of Perkast. Nope. <laughs> like... I thought you were I a squeeze and shaker. I am not your performing cat. Oh, you did get that one perfect little meow. She's been very complainy lately. Um, yeah, so thank you for joining us today as we talked about Season 3, Episode 5 of Hannibal. We will be back before too long, hopefully, because I think things have kind of quieted down a little bit. Yes. Early in the year is always a little wild. Um, but we will keep going, particularly. So Jen gets to gush about her most favorite episode <gasps> ever. I'm so excited. Yay. I can make special food. Oh, yeah. We'll have to plan this one out well. It'll be date night. <laughs> Hannibal date. Hannibal date. Cool. Well, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.